every oh, I think I hit it. Yeah, I think I hit it. Every Monday, always, always with this. Oh well, cut the music. Cut the music. Cut the We're music. in this. We're in here. <laughs> We're in here. It's Monday, and we all Monday. know that Mondays are for the mind. And this this week, we're definitely doing one for the mind because, as you can tell, it's 4:20 week, and 420 returning week. to the show, as you see below, it's John Cook. Hey yo, hey John, welcome <laughs> back, bud. It's good to see you. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me back. Oh, can't hear you. Can't hear me. You you cut out there a little bit. What about now? Does that work? Beautiful. Oh, yeah. All right, just let me know if that happens again. For sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, what's up, bud? Oh, not a whole lot. We're we're actually really trying to get ready for festival season. Um, we just got a car rental booked. Um, not an hour before this. Nice, um, very nice. What's what's on the lineup this yeah. year? Oh, well, we got a couple of shows. Um, we're gonna see uh, Greta Van Fleet coming. Uh, we were supposed to see him just about a week or two ago, actually, but the show got rescheduled. One of the band members got sick with pneumonia. So we're going to catch them, I think, in July, I want to yep. say. We're also catching Odessa in St. Louis. Nice, nice. That should be a lot of fun. And uh, especially because they're touring their new album, that they're uh, kind of piecemealing and giving out piece by piece. That's what's up. Well, we just got the car rental for Electric Forest, and we got another festival called Secret Dreams. It's in Ohio at the end of September. Nice. So I think that's a, a good jumping in point here for the old mental health marijuana conversation. Uh, how many years have you been going to Electric Forest? Oh, well, we've taken a couple of years off because of COVID, but my first year was in 2016. Nice. Oh, yeah. So if correct me if I'm wrong, but we've kind of talked about this before, but Electric Forest was like, I don't know, kind of a game changer for you, right? Like as far as like your mental health and stuff? like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up on uh, Top 40 Hits. <laughs> I don't know. Music's great and all. A lot of people yeah. just kind of sprinkle it in their live, in lives and maybe they think about it, maybe they don't, but we're exposed to what we have around us, right? And <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't feel like the music that I was exposed to was really doing much for me. So there was a long time where I wasn't listening to music. I was in school, overly worked. And um, yeah, I had a couple of friends kind of drag me out to the festival. I wasn't totally sure about it at first, but <laughs> man, it's a, it's a lot of fun, a great environment, really the people um, in that kind of environment. It's like uh, what brings you back? More than anything, the music's fantastic, but the energy you get from people, strangers, oh, yeah, or can be really fantastic. Yeah, I I still want to go. I mean, it seems like such a cool uh, experience. Oh yeah, uh, I've been, been wanting to go room. since the first time you did. You know. Yeah, I'll bring you one of these years. One and of these years for sure. This year's the festivals are the spot. Absolutely, this year's <laughs> a because we, like I said, we haven't done it for the last two years because of covid mm -hmm. so anybody going this year has had their tickets for the last two years and been holding on to them real tight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think not just music festivals but just like concerts in general you know it's just like i've been jonesing to go to one myself i've i've been 
lucky enough to have old Sheppy here uh, been performing. So I've got to go to a few of his concerts. But even that, man, was was great. It's nice to just like get out and be with a crowd of people and, and just vibe to some music. It really is, uh, I don't know, just it's a really awesome experience. And I definitely found myself missing it during COVID and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things where if you if you have it now, I've always have it. Maybe you don't realize what it's like to go without, but when you discover it for yourself, it can be really special. And I could see from the other standpoint for the musicians as well, like how much it means to them. Cause my girlfriend just went to a couple concerts recently and uh, the opening act, uh, she went and saw Chelsea Cutler and the opening act was this girl named Rosie. Mm-hmm. And um, she, uh, like i don't know i she just has this look on her face she took a few videos while she was there and rosie just gets this look on her face when the crowd starts singing her songs with her and like they'd all know the words and she's just like mind blown like you know and her brother was uh playing the keyboard and like looks over at him like can you believe this right now you know and honestly at uh shep's last show i saw that on all of your faces too like there's just this moment where the vibe clicked with you in the crowd and y'all just got these smiles on your faces and to be like right there you know it well it's it's really nice as a musician like i've had that happen before to where i performed like a new song at a concert and then the next week we had another concert so i was like i'll perform that song again and you know two or three people out in the crowd were singing along to the hook and it's like damn like that's when you know you got something that you can uh vibe with at that point it's like oh shit we got a banger on our hands (laughs) They already remembered the words. It's a fun feeling. I love that experience, especially from the the uh, the receiving end. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> but Tom, I don't know if you feel it. I, I certainly do. I, I feel like there is a, a collective energy that we all kind of tap into when we're in oh, that yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. What's that like for you? On the like. It's weird, man. Like, so, like sometimes it's you let your thoughts get uh, the best of you, and you're kind of in your own little space off in the corner. But like, you know, you can see like that. Like, a lot of it is the crowd. Like, uh, you know, I played at shows where people just stand there. And when you know the whole crowd's just standing there, when you're a musician on the stage, you know, after a while, you just kind of like, well, do I really need to jump around and do all this crazy shit? I mean, it's not like we're all vibing in here. It's just me. Like, they're all just standing here. But, like, if the entire crowd, like, you know, the most memorable shows I've had, the whole crowd was there to have a good time. Everybody that was there was out to have a great time, and we were all just enjoying the night. And it's like, you know, you might fuck up. You might, you know, do some shit. You might get a little too drunk and stuff, and you're on stage just slurring all over. But, like, everybody's vibing and having a great time. And as long as you're, you know, you know, from my standpoint, as long as you're being entertaining not like an asshole drunk, but you're, you know, entertaining up on stage should be good. That's true. But yeah. That's true. I love it. I love, I love, you know, like what Chase was saying at the last show, I think I was in the middle of one of my verses. Um, Cause we have it on there. And I think it's whenever Pesci's like sitting there and he was saying something to the bartender or some shit like that in the microphone. And so like when I'm doing my verse, I'm sitting there like, you know, I'm trying to remember what the fuck I'm supposed to say. And then, I can hear him talking, not my lines. So it's like, now I'm trying to listen to what he's saying at the same time as remembering and doing what I'm doing. But then it's like, I looked out and seen like people out in the crowd and they're, 
starting to get it like oh okay and it's like that instant you know instantaneous to me it's like all that nervousness all those nerves just go right away from you and it's like because they're vibing with you so like you got them so now it's just like keep doing what you're doing and it's gonna be a good time <laughs> so you kind of feel like a certain flow with it then i'm sure once you kind of get in that flow you like to ride with that yeah man once you get into it like especially you know just like with anything music's a lot about practice so once you practice it enough and it's like you just click into a zone and it's almost like autopilot like it is to where you are possible to listen to what somebody else is talking because like when i heard him doing that on stage uh, a lot of people if if you don't do music you don't know that there's pas on the stage that is playing the music that we're hearing right because, yeah like, the music over the speakers that you're hearing is a little like, you know, if we're trying to go to that, we're going to be a little behind what's playing or some shit. So we're hearing this. And then that is also a way at some venues for the sound guy will talk to you through that. And they can like we could hear them on stage. But in the crowd, you'll never hear the sound guy because the oh, speakers. Yeah, so you said speakers. Like, I didn't know. OK, so people can talk. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, so it's well, like so when I heard that, like at the same time, I'm thinking maybe the sound guy is talking to me like hey you know you're too close to the mic or you know that you're holding the mic wrong or you know because anything you know i had a couple of drinks anything could happen so it's like a lot of that yeah when you're up on stage like it's a lot it, it could be a lot like i don't know i've i've never really had that like people talk too much through the microphones at us on stage like every now and then i think when we played the canopy they have uh, in the big room, at least, just because it's set up to do so, probably pretty easy. Oh, I, I love Canopy Club, man. I haven't been there in a while, but that's a great venue. I'm, I think, um, I think I'm supposed to be there at some point this week. Hopefully, yeah. the plan wow. is still going to according. Thursday, right? Okay. I, is, is I, Tuesday? I believe, I believe so. Yeah, the last. We were gonna drop in in a show on Saturday, but um, my homie AV had covid so he was out of out of commission there so hopefully you're feeling better my dude um so yeah i actually need to probably shoot off a text to be like yeah wait are we doing this on thursday what's up that's great man i love Canopy club it's a great spot for up-and-coming artists mm -hmm. and uh i don't know what you guys plans are what your intentions are but they have really strong connections with summer camp music festival up in short coffee yeah. They uh they just played uh, the yeah. video we uploaded recently was their uh, like battle of the bands thing for summer camp. They oh, battle of the bands, man! Yeah, I love hearing about that. I didn't know that it went by already, but that makes sense with. Yep. You know, yeah, I, no, they it was it you, man. Yeah, it was it was such a great concert. Like they really had just anybody that was on that stage. It was like, well, if any of these dudes win, everybody could you know go rock summer camp. Like all the I mean, everybody was on a games and. Yeah. Uh, the guy that won, it was like he he was just mind blowing. It was like, yeah, no shit. He should definitely go to summer camp. Like he will go crush it. So uh was it Azazel? Yeah. I believe. Um, so yeah, if you do if you do end up going to summer camp, like check out Azazel because he honestly was like really fucking good. I've seen some strong talent come out of there. Yeah. Summer camp. Some, yeah. Well, he's somebody that he, he can fuck around and go to summer camp, and that can be his big moment to somebody else hear him. Because he does, like, beatboxing with his mouth. 
Oh, that's and it, cool. And it's really good. And it and it's really good. So like he he might get he might that'll be his moment to like, you know, meet people, talk and if he wanted to choose music as a path, that would be a really good moment to to really try to get inside with somebody that might be like, "Hey, we'd love to have you do that shit on one of our albums." Mm-hmm. You know, type thing. It's such a unique talent. I've always been fascinated by it. I was too, man. I was like, how does he do it? I don't know. So how, what do you think the maximum number of noises he was making with his mouth at any given time? Was it like four or five? Do you think he got up there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. He was doing some, he was doing some uh, dubstep type shit. He was doing some like old school hip hop type shit. He was doing a lot of really good shit, man. And it was, yeah, it was honestly, I was like, (laughs) <laughs> hold on Let's, I'm, a, I'm gonna try i'm i'm gonna try let's see if i could do some <laughs> he was like i see i can't do it i get <laughs> all right man when are you gonna release the album <laughs> maybe one of these days i mean like um you know props to my dude humbly g uh humbly g uh when i've done music with him he he will go up and if i have an idea for a beat he'll just hit a microphone on and just record and he'll be like do a drum beat with his mouth and do other stuff and just build a beat with his mouth that's like yeah that's kind of yeah i think he does like beatboxing on um my um i'm sorry dude acoustic version he does some some mouth beatboxing so i know some people that can do it i cannot so i don't think i could ever dream to but yeah not at that level now, electric is another great spot you can catch something like that at. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you'll just find random people kind of like walking through the. Well, there's like areas that are meant to just kind of like hang out. Mm-hmm. People who are entertaining like that, just floating around. Yeah, I definitely. What's out there? Um, what you're saying earlier about uh, places like Electric Forest that just have like those good vibes, good people, sort of thing, like. Uh, I feel like my girlfriend and I were just talking recently about uh, music festivals and and uh, we we're talking about Lollapalooza this year just because it's got such a crazy lineup this year. And she said that she's not much of a festival person. And she's like, I just it's too peoply. There's too many people. And like people, she, her whole thing is like she doesn't want like the the crazy motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like the people who are going to get buck wild just like and I, I, I know what she's saying. Like, I, I get that. You know, I'm, that's not really my scene either but like you know i i even kind of made the argument of like i think it all depends on on like where you go like because there's certain places oh, yeah. where you're, there's just it's a certain environment like you know like you might get your you know dudes that show up and, and get all pissed drunk and and act a fool and stuff like you're gonna get that anywhere but you know for the most part the that like communal vibe and i imagine electric forest is definitely like that i went to when I was living in Tennessee, Nashville holds these free concerts through the summer. And uh, they're not like just local people. I mean, like they got, uh, who did I see? I saw Portugal, the man, uh, one of those times, local natives, uh, crazy motherfucker. I did. I didn't even have to say it three times. I just said crazy motherfucker once and Randy showed up. (laughs) Uh, But I forget what show I was at. I, I think it was the the Portugal the Man concert, uh, but I don't know. I was I, I went with a couple of uh, chicks that I worked with at the time, and um, 
we're in the crowd and I remember we all really wanted to smoke some weed and all of a sudden, like out, out of nowhere, this apparition of a woman like is right next to us, just like vibing, <laughs> just, she's just like vibing. Like, and it was just like two, it, one of those movie moments where somebody just kind of like two people parted and she's just there. She just kind of looks over. She's like, Hey, do you guys want to hit this? And we're like, yeah, like we were just talking about this, like a little weed fairy showed up. And uh, so she gets us all high and stuff. And we're like, oh, yo, thanks. You know, she so she was like vibing with us like the rest of the time, just kind of chilling there. Well, the chicks that I was with, they started to get one of them started to get a little claustrophobic and needed to bounce. So she starts leaving and, and one of the other girls goes with her. And again, the, these two girls leave. And on the other side of him is this chick and she's just standing there and she looks over at me just, just happy as can be. And she goes, how could they possibly leave during this song right now? And I'm just like, dude, she is wired in. Like she's here for this. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. And there's nothing else in the world that exists at that moment. That's special. Mm-hmm. What's the, tell me about the biggest joint that you've been handed at a show. At a show? I've honestly, I think that was the only joint I've ever been handed at a show. Yeah, yeah. hasn't happened to me a whole lot. Biggest, biggest one I've ever had. So I went, uh, I went to Bonnaroo Music Festival. Right, it was the first music festival I ever went to. It was like back in 2013. Bonnaroo was different in 2013. Yeah, yeah. It had Paul McCartney was headlining the night, and they had I forget who was all supposed to be there, Uh, but. A lot of good people. Um, So uh, me and the girl I was dating at the time, we decided let's go there. So I didn't bring nothing because I was like, I bet they're going to search us. I've never been to one of these places. I don't know what's going to I don't know. I just didn't want to risk it. Really bad about it, man. They can be. be, But like, so anyway, we get there. I'm like, whatever. We'll get there and I'll I'll just, I'll figure it out, man. Like, I'll figure it out. So uh, we went there um, and I've got this t-shirt. And it just says, um, it's green, and it just says, high as fuck, and fuck is in big letters. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to put that shirt on. So when we got there, I put that shirt on, and it was like, I was looking around trying to find some people with some weed or something, and I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, let's go see who's playing up here right now or whatnot. And we're like, all right. And dead ass, we went through the security gates and walked right in, and this lady was walking by with like her group, and she looked at me, and she's like, that's a really cool fucking shirt, man. And I'm like, thanks. And she's like, you can't not be smoking and handing me just a huge ass joint. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. And they just walked off. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and then, you know, the girl is, of course, she was like, and you're just going to smoke that. You don't know them. You don't know what that is. I'm like, it's weird. Yeah, I'm going to smoke this, man. It's like, you know, like, fuck it. We're here. Oh, man. It's a Black Sabbath for all here. Hey, that's fair. That's playing it safe. But like, that always happens to me at, at concerts. Like, it's just I'm one of those people that, especially like with the long hair and stuff. But I'm always like vibing and shit at concerts. Like, I always get somebody. Like, if I don't have anything to smoke, somebody always comes up to me like, "Hey, yeah. let's smoke." Well, uh, Rand, I don't know if you just read Randy's comments or not. Uh, what a gift from the. That's funny. What a fucking gift from the reefer gods. <laughs> but uh that's funny they thought you were a narc you're the you're the hug dealer man uh anyways i didn't know um, getting green but, but randy was saying he's you know he gets anxious that he doesn't ask people to smoke 
Um, yeah. My thing, I've, I've, I've never been in a position where I had to. Other people just presented it to me. Like, you know, it was just one of those situations as far as like concerts and stuff go. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I would, we'll see, I like, would also be too anxious to like ask somebody well, that I don't like know. at a like, festival. Oh, can I get that? At a festival, I was just always like, if you saw someone smoking, you can just be like, hey, do you know where to get some more of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, not even. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like, do you, and then if they're like, well, I got some more of that, um, then you do. Yeah. Tech nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, well, I think we, we were, we was, we were smoking fools. I think we, what, we smoked a joint outside of there, I think. Like out in the smoking section, there was some dude smoking the joint, and then we smoked with them. I know Joey Cool was there because I got his autograph. Remember, I, I did buy a CD. They're like, "You got to buy a CD, though. You got to buy a CD." I was like, "Whatever, man!" And some dude took my debit card and like ran off, and I was like, "That's not good. Hey, that's not good." <laughs> hey, he was legit though. He came back. It was all legit. Joey Cool's a great guy. Got his autograph. It's hanging up in the room up here. You know, props to Joey Cool. Props to Tech Nine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did uh tech nine got wild that's that was the question i was going to ask so thank you uh tyler uh like what is what is the wildest concert moment you guys have had though like i've gotten into some wildest. shit in concerts hmm. oh, i got a lot of different wild moments <laughs> <laughs> huh. what kind of you're talking about well like okay so like <laughs> to me the wildest moment that i've ever had at a concert okay so because he's saying like like how he saved me a tech nine that that mosh pit got so wild i couldn't stay like people were knocking me down i'm a small guy and he he's my big homie so he grabbed me and picked me right up next to him uh but my wildest concert moment was at um it's like back in 2008 at like avenge sevenfold and bulla for my valentine and the you you know these guys were at like the height of their popularity so i went to a concert and I was there with my brother and my brother-in-law, uh, like well, his brother-in-law at the time. That's right. Um, so we were all three there and it was me and his brother-in-law. And this girl comes up to us and she's like, hey, when a Vin Sevenfold plays, I want you guys to throw me up and crowd surf. Like, I want to crowd surf. And we're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Word. So Vin Sevenfold comes out. Boom. Crowd starts going wild. She's like, starts going up, up. So we throw her up and I, oh man, I hate doing that because she goes up and like over the people in front of her. Of course, these people don't expect somebody coming up and right. then she just face plant right on the ground. Right. And oh. We're like, Ooh, oh, you know, a couple people up face plants. So we're like, cool. So anyway, it was like, you know, Avenge Sevenfold kept playing this girl, you know, she comes up and, you know, everybody's bopping around and she comes up to me and she starts going like this. And I'm like, maybe she's, you know, like this. I was like, she has, maybe that's a sign. Like, are you having a good time? So I'm like, you know, oh yeah. You know, like that. So this lady comes up, she muffs me right in the face, right in the face. And I'm like, what the hell? And my instinct, I'm not a mean person, but my instinct was to push, you know, of course, somebody's muffed me right in the face. So I pushed this lady and she goes, and she like, she falls down. And the crowd's going all, all wild. So they, they like cover her up and stuff. And, and, and I'm like, what, what was that? You know, so I'm sitting there like, fuck. And I'm trying to think of like, what the hell's going on? And then this was wild. And then the, the people in front of me, they all parted. And like the, 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 the crowd parted in front of me until it was nothing but this lady just full sprinting through them right at me. 
And like <laughs> just just in the amount of time it took me to be like, what the fuck? She just elbowed me right in the stomach and just completely wow. knocked the wind out of me. Wow. And I'm like, holy fuck. And I went over to the bar and got a drink. And this was like, you know, they're well playing. And then the, she comes up to me and she's like, oh, it's such a wild fucking show, man. You having a good time? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is what was that, man? I was like, Dude, you just no, I'm not. I was. That was like, that's what I'm talking. Like, that's the wildest shit that's ever happened to me at a concert, I feel. I, I don't even think I have a story like that. I don't even think I have like a, a wildest experience like that. Like, as far as like, oh. I mean, I'm sure something has happened, but nothing to the nothing to write home to mom about, you know. <laughs> um, too crazy. I've had, I've had uh, more than a few wild experiences. I, I've had one kind of similar to that, actually. Last year when I was at well, it was just maybe six months ago. They we did like a fall season summer camp because COVID was weird and they pushed it back. But man, it was like nighttime, real dark. One of the I mean, the show that's going on is the show everybody there has been waiting for all weekend long. That's right. that's the kind of situation we're in right now. Our group we've been planted for an hour and a half, two hours. Before this show even started, and I mean, it kind of made sense because Three Six Mafia was on before this and everything. I'm like, why would you miss that? Anyway, black <laughs> <laughs> man, and me and my girlfriend, we were trying to, we were trying to um, smoke something, and uh, well, this guy, he apparently before it got dark, left his camera bag somewhere in the crowd. And he had one camera on him and a light, but he didn't have his whole bag. Well, this guy's frantically walking around, walking through groups everywhere. It, normally, this wouldn't be a big deal. Man, it's pitch black, and he's got this light on his camera. It's one of those really bright LED flashlights. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's just got it on. So he's, like, blinding everybody. Right. And you know, everybody's high, and it's dark. So we're all, like, bugs to a light bulb we can't not look at it but it's blinding us and everybody's getting pissed off this guy does probably i kid you not five or six passes through our, we got this big group passes through a few times and everything everybody's getting upset well you mentioned like having to kind of like shove that person away this is what reminded me of it at one point i'm like in the middle of trying to light you know my thing here and he He's making a beeline for me from like 20, 30 feet away. I can see him coming with the fucking light and he's beelining towards me. <laughs> and he walks up and he kicks a ton of dirt. And there were like, there was like solo cups and <laughs> trash and everything he kicks up on me. Oh my gosh, man. That's fucking And up. He, got that, he got that light right in my face. It was like right here. And so I just took my hand and I didn't want to like touch his camera equipment. So I like kind of, pushed his arm away but it's like gosh well that was uh one of those experiences where it's like dang that kind of ruined the moment for us a little bit Every, yeah. there's probably hundreds of people in that little area that were all being affected by this light it was kind of interesting but hmm. yeah that yeah sounds I, like I, shitty experiences though well I, that i feel like i haven't had any wild experiences like that like i've had like dope experiences you know like one of the just those like uh I, I like just those spiritual experiences you know what i mean where shit just like 
I don't know, clicks, man. Like I think I was being brought to the gates of heaven one show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying um I know one show that I was just like, this yeah. is one of the most beautiful moments in my life. Uh, and, uh, I know Phil doesn't remember this concert the way I do. I, I think because, uh, it was okay. Go at the canopy club. And like, I listened to okay. Go way more than, than he did. So, you know, that, I get that. That's just one of those things. Sometimes it helps okay, to know the band you're going to see, but at the canopy in the big room and like, there's such a technical band, you know, and they were so funny and they were just yeah. putting on such a good show. And at the end, I think they were singing uh this too shall pass and like there are these like confetti cannons mm. behind me and the lights are going and it was just like so, everything just like it was like slow motion you know it was just such a beautiful moment um same at the, the lumineers uh i forget what song they were singing but we were in this big venue that was like a uh outdoor arena of sorts and like so it's just like this large uh what the fuck are those called not auditorium amphitheaters. Um, amphitheaters that like also has this great big lawn and they start playing this song and the lighters start coming up and the phone lights and next thing you know like i look behind me and there's just this wave just this whole wall of just like floating lights it's just beautiful 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 moments oh i love that talking about beautiful lines <clears throat> odessa has some of the coolest live performances I've oh i bet missed. If you've never seen that at all, I would totally recommend you check that out on YouTube. Just any other live shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet because their music is just beautiful. So I bet live that would be such a great experience. It is. I'm really excited for this new album they're coming out out with. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, don't, I don't listen to it does all of the time, but when I can catch them live, I really try to. I vibe with that. <laughs> I vibe with that, bro. Like my my one of my favorite concert moments like that on a dope level was at that same Bonnaroo I was at that first year. Uh, a guy I went from high school, he was there, and I, I like he posted something on Facebook, and I noticed he was there, and I was like, oh shit! And like, I think it was Mumford and Sons, like they're <clears throat> somebody in their band um, had got the a brain tumor. He had fig- found that out. That was like that was that same year. And that oh, was like wow. when it happened. So they canceled their Saturday night show. And so they flew Jack Johnson in to play as the main headline on Saturday night. So like that was pretty dope. Like I met up with my buddy and we was like just smoking and vibing and Jack Johnson, you know, he's like, what's up? I practice for an hour and I'm going to play for the next two hours. So <laughs> let's go. And it's like it was, I was like, damn, this is a magical moment because Jack Johnson yeah. was advertised. And it's like I was I was a. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I think he's uh, pretty bitching, if I can say so myself. Um, so, so I was vibing hard with it, man. I was like, "Yo, this is dope." Uh, but yeah, no, I've had a lot of good ones, man. Going to like, you know, in high school, going to the Cottonmouth Kings and realizing like they weren't. In, you could bring bongs in there. You could bring whatever you wanted. Like they were like, "Yo, there's too many people smoking weed here right now. We can't arrest all you guys." So. Some bands are fucking fun like that. Three Six Mafia was hilarious. They they broke up a fight and then they said, "Screw it, everybody mosh." (laughs) (laughs) Bands are just so much fun to be there for. Some some group, man, the energy that they bring to the table. I gotta see. uh, I gotta see Wu Tang. So that was a good moment. uh, I'm jealous as fuck, dude. Yeah, I bet that would be great. 
That was uh, post ODB though, so you know. Yeah. You know, I. Do you guys know T Pain DJs now? I think oh, I did know that for some reason. I think uh, saw him live last year, well, a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. That was that was really um, interesting because I it's like he DJs his own music sometimes. That's funny. <laughs> 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 T Pain did just gonna pop out. He was like, yep, beep. <laughs> Started like a whole fucking auto tune trend of singing like like that in the hooks, and then was yeah. like, "Well, he dominated the music lives of our middle, of our uh, middle grade school, and yeah, all that. junior high. Every junior high dance, T Pain like, was the soundtrack. I mean, for us, for our for our generation, he still is, man. Oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah, I yeah, bet this is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I distinctly remember uh, I'm on a boat coming out around junior high and uh, that song being played at our school dance. <laughs> that's crazy, man. When that came out, I was in the Navy on a boat, actually. So like, that's how <laughs> you were everyone, on a boat. That's insane. Yeah, that's why people were listening to it around me because we were legit on a boat. That's funny. <laughs> it was. That was trip, man. I like going over to Europe. That was cool. Getting to see the fucking world. That we live in this planet, this fucking little ball of fucking rock floating you through know, the void. I think this is. I was just over here thinking, how do we transition into the other topic we talked about? And I think this is the perfect transition because. Okay, I was talking, like, hey, hey, you you want to get into some wild? You wanted to get into some universal I'll, questions. I'm talking. So what you were just saying about the, you know the planet and everything getting it going around and seeing more of the world and stuff earlier today you know i was talking with bell about some some crazy you know shit just like the big shit about like time the butterfly effect like all this shit like i've always been fascinated by it and um it's one of those things like the more i've learned about things you know the more i see of the world the more i learn of the universe and like realize just how big everything is i feel like there are those two types of people the ones who are terrified by that idea that everything's so big and people like myself who are fascinated by it. Like, I, I think that's amazing that we are part of something so massive. And I, I'm a firm believer in like the multiverse and, and alternate timelines. Everything we do is just constantly creating branches. Time is nothing but a spider web, you know, and uh, I'm fascinated by this shit, you know, but to some people that makes them feel very small, but like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not one of those people. How do you guys feel about this sort of thing? Being a part of such a big universe. You know, I think realizing it's so big does make you feel small, but I, I find peace in that personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think I mean, it makes things, I don't know. We, we complicate our lives a lot. Right. So it's almost yeah. as if it makes you realize it shouldn't be so complicated. Right. That's what I say. You know, once I, you, once you realize how big it is, isn't you know, time, especially time, you realize like shit. Mm -hmm. Even if I get ninety years out of this, that really ain't shit in the grand scheme of things. So uh, yeah. who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Let's just do it. Balls to the wall. You know, yeah, it'll all be forgotten. And I, I mean, like, that doesn't make me that. feel insignificant or nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I agree. I also feel like a piece in, in all of it. Like, um, uh, 
I don't know. There's this movie that's out that I've seen three times now. Phil just went and saw it for the second time today. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've talked about it on the show before. I made Bill go and see it with me the other day. Um, and it's it's great. It's such a beautiful movie. And it's about the multiverse and stuff. And it's wild as shit. It's just the most bonkers thing you've ever seen. But it's so beautiful, too. And like I've cried all three times I've seen it. Um, <laughs> just because of the message of it. Like, you know, it's just like very... Uh, <laughs> uh, having a very, like... Um, uh, I don't know, big message about kindness in, in the world and stuff. And uh, it has this whole thing about, like, you know the big message at the end is like nothing matters, but you've got like the villain of the movie. Who's like very nihilistic about it. It's like nothing matters. So, you know, she's just depressed all the time. She's like, fuck it. Nothing matters. But then you have, you know, the protagonist of the story who realizes like, no, you're right. Nothing matters. And that's why we can do whatever we want, you know? And she sees it as a positive thing. So I think that's where that piece comes from. I think that movie really explains it well like where that piece can come from it's a beautiful perspective to have it's tough sometimes we forget it you know it's easy to get caught up in, in life um what what conspiracy theory do you guys think is 100 percent true how about that oh god we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> Like what? What is a what is a conspiracy theory that you 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 would get behind? Aliens, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. It's aliens. I read a document that, um, and this was from okay, this is from the CIA, and it was released when Trump had them released a bunch of that alien related information. Right, right, yeah. And it's a, take it how you will. Doesn't mean that it's real. But the government, <clears throat> especially a few decades ago, they really spent a lot of time working and, f- and trying to figure out what astral projection is mm-hmm. and if they could use it for military uh, advantages. Right, they proved so, that it's real. Yeah, there, there's documents, uh, really like documenting like them going through this process and what they were able to find and stuff. And I read this document that... Um, it described this person doing an astral projection to Mars and they had him go back to a specific time. It was very difficult for him to control it. It seemed like, but they were asking him to go to a specific time and place on Mars to interact with the specific being of some sort. And they were going to ask questions of uh, what happened here. Why do you have to leave? things like that um it it was very unique but what keeps getting me is that i read this from a foia release from the cia.gov website so i don't know i think there's a lot of alien stuff that do you think aliens are from different planets or do you think aliens are from different time periods well both obviously yeah. I mean, are we first? That would be kind of interesting to think. But <clears throat> like, here's what if the... they were just humans coming back in time? You know what I mean? Well, here's the conspiracy part about this. Like, everybody's like, okay, aliens, sure. What they were trying to discern in this document through this interrogation, this astral projection, 
was if these entities on Mars, they know that they went through this experience of the planet going dry, of it dying. They had to leave. What they were trying to do is determine if it was these entities that came to Earth. And it was really positing that we are potentially not even of Earth, that sure. we're the descendants of beings that fled another dying planet and came to a planet that had life and potential. And if you think it. about how awkward of beings we are, mm-hmm. allergies, my eyes, why do I have to wear these glasses? I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about. Well, that, the sun, you know, if you go sit out in the sun every day, it could kill you. Mm-hmm. you know yeah, why I mean? does our <laughs> our planet's mostly made of water, yet we all drown, you know? Yep. Like, uh, any, any animal that doesn't have fur has an extremely thick hide, but we don't. Yeah. And, and like, I can grow this on my head, but nowhere else on my body does it do it. I've always wondered that though. Like, what, could you? Maybe could you? You know, I uh, I don't know if this is like if it counts as like a conspiracy theory necessarily, but like something I I believe in is like I, I think that human beings are capable of what people believe to be like superpowers, but I don't necessarily think that the things that like human beings can do are like supernatural things. Like, you know, um, like a lot of like psychic powers and and sci-fi and stuff i feel like it really boils down to a lot of psychology like there's a lot of things that human beings can do we're just so busy all the time and i feel like just studying a lot of different things uh studying you know philosophy and psychology and uh just all 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 sorts of things and kind of blending it all together and seeing like you know there's a lot of through lines to a lot of this kind of stuff like i think that human beings are absolutely capable of doing things that we don't even know we can do um you know like we will still evolve into these things but like you know being able to uh i don't know like I think we're, read people's I, minds, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think people can do that, but it's not what people think it is. Like, it's not, oh, I hear your thoughts. It's it's patterns. Once you learn the patterns of, you know, life, you can, you know, deduce a lot of things. You can figure things out. You can be very no, I, observant. I think, I think that's 100% correct. A lot of the things that I've seen that people have chalked up to, like, um, spiritual entity. I would mm-hmm. say like I've always looked at like some of the stuff that I've experienced in life is like maybe it was more like maybe it was just us. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like because um, I've been to where I've seen, you know, somebody in the ER or what, what's worse than the ER. There's there's like a worse sector within the um, emergency room. Yes. Uh, was that the ICU? Uh, yeah, the ICU. There you go. Yeah. That's in there, uh, had brain swelling and all this stuff. And they let a, the whole family go back up in there. And the pastor from the church was there and they all like were praying and stuff. And, you know, they're like, oh, it's a miracle. The brain swelling all just all of a sudden started going down in this person. And, you know, like, that's awesome, you know. And it, but like to me, it's like, but why couldn't that be that like you had, you know, 15 people in this room? And for that moment right now, we all, with everything within us all was like, we want this to happen. And that our minds, you know, literally manifested that to happen right now. 
Yeah. Um, and that like that is my my conspiracy theory that I'd hundred percent get behind. I was just talking about this yesterday, is that all these mythical creatures and stuff that we've heard about growing up, they specifically don't exist anymore because we start we've lived in a time of like oh, we need factual evidence of that or it doesn't it doesn't exist. And mm -hmm. so all these pictures, no, that's fake. And there's enough people now that don't believe in it that it just like fucking Thanos snapped. It just vanished and oh. faded away. Uh, whereas back in it's those still, days, yeah. you know, all you know, all the tribes and all these different, you know, settlements and stuff, they had these stories that generations, you know, passed down to one another about these creatures and shit out there in the woods. And so many of them believe that to be a fact that that manifested itself out there. You know, I think that like all these, you know, leprechauns, you know, the like the little fairies in the woods and stuff like that. I think that, yeah, I think at one time on this planet that that all existed because the the, the minds on this planet believe that it was real. I, uh, I read this cool study like a, few, a couple months ago mm -hmm. of uh they, they did this study on people who uh, consider themselves to be like professional healers. Um, and uh, they, they got healers of all like, you know, professions, levels, stuff like that. And they uh, use like this UV scan on them to monitor uh, the heat in their body and um, like tracked it where they would like try to heal themselves and their findings were that like they there were spikes in energy in the places where they were concentrating their you know their own energy to heal themselves and mm -hmm. that you know they found that yes there's there's something to this i think so man i really think there's a lot more out there than the average person seeks to find that can answer I don't think some people want the answers to some things. You know what I'm saying? I would but... absolutely believe if aliens, time travel, superpowers, all that shit, I could absolutely believe that it exists. And uh, the reason people don't let it out there is because we as people can't handle it. You know, some people might, but you know, well, see, like, this is I the just thing. Don't think people can handle it. This is the thing. Okay, let's get or into that they time should, or that they shouldn't know about it. Let's because, get like, into time travel real quick, though, sometimes because this is the thing, though. Like for time travel, it's tricky because not only is our Earth moving around the sun, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and and so constantly in a different position within within the void you know, depending on what day, what time, but our sun is also moving around the Milky way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of that, like if you invented a time machine and you got a way to shoot yourself back in time, 50 years, unless you knew the exact coordinates of where our solar system was at, like precisely at that moment and where earth would have been at relative to the sun and the sun relative to the entire Milky way, you were, you would just, zoom back into nothing because there would be nothing there i think uh it's like a doctor star... who over here yeah, yeah i think you're right yeah actually in that document i was reading with you're that guy a really sexy pose right now john <laughs> sexy pose what you're frozen like this like you're like hey yeah, am i still frozen yeah, yeah, but I mean, but we, can it's, sit, we can hear it's you. It's a nice. Oh, it's a, oh, it's, it's, a ni a nice, it's a nice. As far as real nice to be frozen, it's really nice. Is it still frozen? 
Yeah, you can just keep talking. We can hear you. <laughs> we're we're enjoying the picture. Actually, to speak to this, okay, so maybe it's not physical time travel, but consciously, right? Astral projection. They had I this agree. guy. Again, you know, maybe this is real. Maybe it's not. Maybe the guys over at the CIA are getting heavy in their hands with their, you know, the evidence locker. You're <laughs> 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 talking about astral projection and all, but you know, they they actually that was an important aspect at the very beginning of the document. They had specific coordinates of where the planet was supposed to be in right. the solar system at that time. Because obviously right. it would be different than this given time. That's a really interesting thing to think about. Yeah. So, you, like, yeah, because I didn't yeah. know that. So it's like even they accounted for for that that fact too. Because that's a lot. When people talk about time travel, that's a lot of things they don't. They do like a lot of people do. I'd like to say account for where the Earth would be relative to the Sun, but they don't think about how that universe is ever expanding and moving and and changing and different. So it'll always be in a different spot, but. I could see that, man. Like, I think it would be. I think the key would be into the pyramids. Personally, there's something going the pyramid route. If you were going to time travel to a to a specific time back in Earth, yeah, I think the exact coordinates of like, because you got to think the pyramids are placed at precise coordinates relative to stars. That's true. Yeah. So not just the other constellations as well. Yeah, so like I feel like that was like their way of helping that, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're trying to get precise locations within the universe at specific time periods, the motherfuckers line right up with certain stars. I I agree with John and the whole, you know, I I think the time travel won't be so much about, you know, like oh, I got a time machine and I'm physically going to go to a different time. Like I think that there is probably a way that you know you might be limited to, to just yourself and your time but i think that you may be able to you know kind of consciously you know i read some cool stuff about like quantum physics uh around the same time i was reading that other shit um that made ant-man make a whole lot more sense to me for one just talking about you know the dimensions and how you know the farther you go like it's basically like if you just keep getting smaller and smaller and uh it's fascinating. That is absolutely fascinating. Hello from Sweden. Sweden in the house. Hey, what's up, man? What up? Here I'm for, here a, for good a good time, time baby. It's me, me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. We are here for a good time. We're actually talking conspiracies at the moment. Yeah, so. we're getting time down to a little 420. Um, yeah. It was interesting. What's that? Uh, you're kind of speaking towards like the perspective that we have on science. And uh, that maybe like we're not considering everything, right? So, uh, what do you think about that, guys? Like, we we live in a world where every question we can attempt to answer by pulling our phone out, looking it up on Google. And I, I don't know about you, but my first inclination is to disregard something I've heard, or I won't necessarily believe it if I can't find good information, a good article to explain it to me, right? Um. What do you think about that? I mean, do, have we relied or depended on something like maybe the scientific method too heavily and closed our, ourselves off from different ideas? Um, I, I'm going to say maybe yes and no on that one. I know I'm kind of being a fence sitter <laughs> with this, but um, 
I think there's something too, uh, especially like the more I've learned about spirituality uh, over the past few years. Uh, you know, I always considered my, myself a man of science uh, and, and still would uh, in a lot of ways. But I think that there's definitely this, this crossroads of spirituality and science that goes largely ignored. Um, I feel like I, I really dig parapsychology, but, you know, it's a, a field that, you know, while important, people are just kind of like, oh, well, it's, it's stupid because, you know, you, you, what, basically people are just saying, instead of saying, what if you never get the answer, they're just telling you you're never going to get the answer. But that's how you find things like this, right? Like you have to keep experimenting. Like, you know, you never know what you might find out. Yeah. No, the way I've always looked at it was that even with science, I mean, science is always changing. So like mm -hmm. that always was a basis to me that even you need to go into science with skepticism and, and to be questioning, because when you start questioning things is when you can start looking at things in different ways and figuring new things out. But the way I've always vibed with life is like, I do, I do the same. I like to fact check stuff or, or look deeper into certain things. And that's great. Cause I think knowledge is power in life. Mm -hmm. I think having knowledge is great, but I base my, myself, my true self off of my own experiences in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I like those answers. Uh, obviously I, I have a computer science degree. So for, for me in my world, every, every answer has like a definition. There's, a certainty with almost everything mm -hmm. um there's always an like if if it's not known there at least we know is a specific cause for an effect but right one thing that i found is that it's really easy to almost get stuck in one way of thinking you go down one path and you can't really see things from different perspectives so yeah those are really interesting th uh things that you guys said there yeah i think something it's, like What's up? I, I was going to say something. Uh, I know we're kind of getting to our time. But, um, uh, shit. That completely threw me off. Um, <laughs> so the comment section, it's like, this is what it's like. We usually don't get this many comments. And it's like, this is what it's like with just three people. It's like, God forbid we got a bigger audience. And then it's like, oh my goodness. Uh, but um, no, I was going to say, uh, a conversation I've had a couple times over the past few days is um, like, uh, uh, sorry, it keeps happening. Um, like my girlfriend the other day, she texted me and said something about, you know, I, I was a light for her. And then she immediately followed that up with a text being like, you know, I feel gross saying that or whatever, you know. And it just got me thinking on how that's like the default for people, you know, when it comes to things like that, when it comes to just like being genuine and like coming from a place of like genuine love and like just be, people make it into a joke or they are, feel like it's lame or uncool. And, and they generally just make positivity in general and these things that shouldn't be bad things into things that become things that people become insecure about, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, uh, it's so interesting you say that. On the on the flip side of that, you know, with social media and everything, I feel like we praise negativity, you know, and and self-deprecation and everything like that. And it's just like, how the hell did we 
get to this point you know what i mean like why do we make these things uncool that we should be doing like kindness and love and shit like that but we're totally cool with bringing ourselves down and and you know everybody else around us like thoughts yeah it's awesome you said that man i feel like i could bring this whole thing full circle um that was probably one of the biggest revelations i had going to concert shows music festivals they're not all like that you know if you're if you go to a music festival in the city you deal with city people right city people city people <laughs> you're right though it's so it it's so unnatural feeling for us to to show vulnerability and mm-hmm. and this stage. it really is and i love an environment that encourages people to express themselves in that way i i remember the first time i brought maddie to a festival it was like our first day out and we were just whatever walking around and some girl came up to her and she said you are so beautiful and she's like i just want you to have this and like have a great day and she gave her like a little flower tiara mm-hmm. and i actually have that in my car still but i got it like around my uh my console you know but that's pretty dope i think i think we could all you know benefit from more maybe showing each other how we're vulnerable by really appreciating each other Mm -hmm. i i I live for those little moments especially this third time seeing that movie like i saw it by myself and i was leaving the theater and it was just beautiful it was such a beautiful day and that message was just like it just sat with me after seeing the movie, especially just seeing it by myself that time around. And I walk outside to this gorgeous day and I, and I'm walking home and I see a woman just stop her car pretty much in the middle of the street, get out and take a picture of a tree that was blossoming. And, uh, it's just shit like that. Like I, I love it. I, I felt on that day that, uh, in a way that I hadn't felt in like a little while where it's just like, um, I'm usually so in tune with the world and, and, and little things like that and that's what just kind of i don't know it makes me really appreciate life and and the universe as a whole just because those little tiny moments you know like i so i went for a walk that day just to take in the day and so i you know i see that like i'm walking by there's like some kids playing in a backyard and just like overhearing like the shit that kids will say and just like just these little tiny things that i you see just walking around your neighborhood you know and it's like i think people can see that every day if they're yeah. if they're looking for it, yeah, you gotta look yeah. for it. You gotta appreciate it when you get it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, absolutely. That's what the whole thing's about, okay. man. <laughs> the world's what you, what you Thank make. You guys for having me on here, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to link up the way we were planning originally. I wanted to let you guys know that Bob's doing okay. Good, good, uh, good. Yeah. All the test results back. We're really not sure what is going on with it. I have a hunch that the pharmacist maybe didn't dispense him the right milligram for one of his prescriptions or something. They upped his dose on one of his meds, and things seemed pretty pretty normal. And his dog's Jasper is doing great, so they're doing well back home. Everybody in the audience, I have an elderly neighbor that I like to keep up and check up on. And yeah. He recently dealt with some some heart problems that put him in the hospital for a couple days, but he's doing good. Good. And I was going to say it's such a perfect example of just some, some kindness, you know, yep. I mean, this guy is just your neighbor, right? Like, and that's just how you know each yep. other. Yeah. And he's real old. He's got a bad knee and um, he was walking Jasper uh, Christmas Eve actually and yeah. fell 
and broke his knee and uh, was in the hospital and then a, a care home for over two months. And during that time, I, I, I just told him I'd take care of Jasper, no problem at all. And so actually Jasper and I are really close now because of that. <laughs> no, um, so. He's I think Bob likes that because he's got somebody around. Yeah. Right? And you know, it's little things like that. It can mean the world to somebody. You know? Exactly. Yeah. We couldn't even be upset, man. When, mm-hmm. when plans change, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm just happy to get yeah. to talk to you. It's been a while. And yeah. absolutely. Like, you know, way, way to be a, a good person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I, <laughs> I'm better at taking care of other people than myself, but uh, I'm fine yeah, with that's, that. That's the, the yeah. common thing. I feel like for sure. But, yeah, it is. <laughs> Closing okay. thoughts, boys. We're all taken care of. Closing, Closing thoughts. thoughts. Uh, just, you know, peace and love, man. We're getting into the summer. It's getting warm out. Get outside. Um, it's going to be a beautiful week if you're in our area. I don't know how it is in Sweden if you're still watching. I hope it's uh, gorgeous over there, though. It's, it's warming up over here uh, in the States. Um, and just, you know, keep true to yourself. Spread some kindness, man. You've been hearing it here. It's a good week to do it. Mm-hmm. John. Absolutely. Find somebody to give a hug. Tell them the reason why you like them and you love them. There you go. Make a good week. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Go listen to some good music. Um, I know, you know, this was just recently said a few moments ago but uh to even to you two as well and i know i need to work on it as well if you love yourself it's going to be a lot easier to help all those other people so if you start with yourself you know you got to give yourself that love too yeah yeah. Uh, it's just as important so true you you put that that light out into the world and you're going to make a brighter world so right let's all shine (laughs) shine. music marijuana multiverse it's john it's been great talking with you it's been great but i hope you're feeling better than when we started the show i know i am (laughs) absolutely appreciate you guys absolutely brother and uh we got induces i guess that's it for the show huh it's it for the show but just the beginning of uh 420 week um we got two days away from 420 we're dropping some new music we got a fantastic sketch show coming with a lot of dope new faces uh, yes. that you, you haven't seen here at Chase and Shep. Some yeah. great new collaborators, some just A1 stuff. So some great shit. Yeah. We got some great shit this week. I'm hyped. Let's celebrate. <laughs> Peace. Get that music. Smooches and deuces. I hit the music. In it. Oh, oh, there we are. We are awful at this.